What's up, everybody? You are listening to The Future. I'm your host, Chris Doe. On today's episode, we're going to talk about brevity. You know, the opposite of being long-winded. As one of my former EPs used to say, ask me what time it is and I'll tell you how to make a watch. Now, before we jump into today's episode, I want to let you know how you can reach out to me. Hit me up on Twitter. I'm at the Chris Doe. You guys, I'm feeling like I'm in a pretty good mood today, even though I'm getting over this cough of mine. Maybe I have bronchitis, I don't know. If I sound different, that's why. Yesterday we were having a stand-up meeting and talking about things we need to get done for the future. I don't mean that in a kind of metaphorical sense, really literally like we have to build a website, get email addresses set up. And I'm coming to Sharon, I'm like, okay, where are you on your task? And all I wanted to know from her was a yes or no. I did this, I didn't do this. And then Cheryl starts getting into, Cheryl, started getting into this whole giving me reasons. I've been doing this. I was distracted with that. I see your mouth is wide open right now. What do you want to say? I, I, I'm not saying anything, Chris. I, I am. I am. <laughs> yes. No, nothing. Please proceed. I, I have nothing to say at this moment. I will speak extensively in a little bit. Okay, so we're in the car, mm-hmm. just to set the stage, and as we always are, you, me, and Aaron, we're driving out to our favorite watering hole. We eat at Tender Greens, and I had said, you know, I want to help prepare you to go out and sell, and you, you told me, I've never sold anything before, and this is going to be new. So I said to you, I need to prepare you, and I'm going to give you some critical feedback. True. Are you okay with hearing critical feedback, Cheryl? Are you looking for yes or no answer? You okay? I know you want a yes or no answer, Chris. I am trying so hard. Wait, where's my class, glass of water? I said Wait, I have look. a prop. Wait, can, you, can you hear critical feedback? So, oh, yes, I can. Okay, okay. So that, what a great yes, yes or no answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, today, I, I think you're trying to make up for the last podcast where now you're paying attention because you might be made fun of or ridiculed later on. So the, the thing is, I can only coach you if you want to be coached. And some of that, unfortunately, is I have to give you some constructive, aka critical feedback. I want to know if you can handle it or not. I believe you can. So the first thing I had said to you, and I'm saying to you now, is... Mm-hmm. When you're talking to somebody and you're trying to sell to them, first of all, let's assume a couple things. If you're talking to them, that means they have more money than you. Because if you're talking to somebody who has less money than you, you're wasting your time because they can't afford you. They're actually looking for a job from you. Okay? Okay. So they have more money. They're in a position of authority or power, whatever it is that you want, and you want something from them. And you have to realize that people have this also value their time. True. They don't have a lot of time. So when they ask you a question, they just want a really straightforward answer. Now, Yeah, but you want to give them all the information so they can make the right decision. Mm. No, I'll give you yes. an example. Cheryl, have you ever been convicted of a crime? This is a court <laughs> no. of law, Cheryl, so you better answer honestly. No. Wait, what's your, what's your answer? No? No. Okay, so do you want to give me more information? Well, that was an easy one because I have never been. That was that wasn't one that had a gray area in it. There are lots of questions out there that have a gray area. Do you in want it. this job? Yes. That was a long pause, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, I okay. Okay, so in the car. <coughs> oh, there's that cough. We'll edit that part out. Yeah. No, we'll edit it out. Okay. So in the car, I asked you, Cheryl, did you wash your hair? 
Okay. That required an explanation. Because you're not supposed to shampoo your hair every day. You're supposed to put conditioning in it. Wet and condition. And Chris... I'm rolling Since my eyes. I'm rolling my eyes right now. I know. What, what did you think right when he asked you that? What did you think? Good question. I, I, felt, I felt like I need to explain the answer if I tell him yes or no. Because, first of all, I don't want to seem like I'm lying about it. So I need to make sure that we're on the same page when you say, did you wash your hair? So I felt like a yes or no answer would be mis- deceptive in a way if we weren't considering, quote unquote, wash the same thing. John has his hand on his what, mouth. Like, what, what is that about? Would it benefit the audience if, if perhaps we did a, a role play situation of the events that happened so we could understand where Cheryl's coming from? I'd love to hear the question I was asked, and I'd love to hear. No, that was literally it. That was, that was it. Exactly. That was that exactly was it, it oh, John. Oh, John. Not quite a thrilling <laughs> we, story. We, we, <laughs> hey, watch your tongue. I thought there was a little more. Okay, that's fine. That's okay. Okay, so here's the thing. I had just told Cheryl that people in positions of power are asking very direct questions. They want a very direct answer. And you don't and want to be like you're Hold on, lied? hold on. Okay. You just got me off here. Sorry. And you don't want to offer up more information than what is being asked of you. It's not being respectful of the person's time. They're really, you're not that interesting. I just got to say that, okay? And you're there to serve them and to help them. So you're like, yeah, yeah, I got it. So I just turned around immediately after, and, and Aaron, you could testify to whether or not this happened exactly like this. I turned around and said, Cheryl, did you wash your hair? And then Cheryl like paused for what seemed like an eternity and started saying what she just said. And Aaron and I were just laughing. Like, did you just not hear the advice you were given? Right, Aaron? Even you, Sleepy Castle, hashtag, could notice that right away. Like, she wasn't following along. Yeah. I was so... Oh, hold on. Let them talk. Let me talk. I, just, I felt like what, what was There's happening there, when you asked the question to her, I felt like she and I heard a different question oh i heard like are you like is the reason the car stinks because you didn't wash your hair oh is that or like your hair is ugly right because you didn't wash it subtext is playing a factor here she was answering that question okay so i felt like is that coming from insecurity i think so What, what was that coming from cheryl Okay, that might have been part of it. The real part is I didn't want to seem like I wasn't telling you. You're shaking the table and the mic. No, we're good. We're good. Okay, but I'm just telling you don't do that. Okay. okay. Hands off. I wasn't telling you. Was that what was happening? That might have been part of it. Right. However, the main focus, the crux of the problem, the reason why I then discarded your advice you gave me two seconds before was because there are exceptions to every rule. And I felt like this perhaps was one. Simply because I didn't want to seem like I would be lying to you if we didn't have the same definition of quote unquote washed. Mm. Okay. I just had had a very extensive conversation about washing versus shampooing with my hairdresser a couple of weekends ago. So I wanted to make sure. Hold on. Hold on. Shampoo- yeah. You just had a conversation with your hairdresser a couple of weekends ago, and you want to tie that conversation into something very simple. Now, for the context of our audience, for the context of our audience, I just literally told you, don't do this and do this. It's going to help you in your sales process. And I was thinking, this is the simplest, dumbest test. I'm going to flip it right on you, right then and there. But instead of being there, listening, applying what you learned, okay. you went back to a conversation two weeks ago. And I wasn't applying anything else except for to see if you could just answer a yes or no question. Okay, now okay, I'm gonna tell no. you guys something. 
Hold on. Everybody, right. Everybody's got the fingers in there. Put your fingers where they belong. <laughs> Hold on one second. Okay? Aaron? You guys out there in the field, whether you're interviewing for a job, if you're talking to a prospect, if you're just trying to get a date or whatever, or maybe you meet, uh, well, I don't know. Do you guys have a situation where you've been asked a question that required a very brief answer and you went on and on about something and it just makes you look bad. It makes you look guilty. It makes you feel, at least for me, I feel like you're not valuing my time and you're just into your own world. And I don't want to work with those kind of people. I'm just saying, from an employer's point of view, as a person who's talking to people, it's annoying. I just want to know what I want to know. And if I have a lot more interest, like, oh my God, tell me, oh, your hair must be a little different. For those of you guys that can't see, Cheryl, you're African-American. She has like a short uh, this is crop. A very t- this, I, I, a top, I keep it in an actual. It's natural fro. Keep natural fro. Yeah. Mini fro, I think we said. Mini fro. Mini so, fro. You know, okay. As the kids say these days. Yeah. Just in case the, the audience is like scratching their head, like, why is this such a complicated Let's answer? Let's paint us a picture. Okay, yeah. fine. Okay. Okay. So I'm just telling you guys, I'm going to give you advice, but then you have to be here. So Aaron or Cheryl or John, do you have uh, a situation where you've been in where somebody should have just given a brief answer? I actually have a funny story. Uh, it happened. Well, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> I love funny okay, stories. Okay, go ahead. Uh, it happened a couple of uh, couple of years back. I was on jury duty. <laughs> and, or someplace um, in the court system. Or, or yeah, something to do with courts. <laughs> something Who remembers, in the court, right? Someplace in the court system. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then okay, so I was in the courtroom, and I think I was in trouble actually. So I was part of the people that had to stand in front of the judge and and plead guilty or not guilty, so then they could process my case, whatever. So then we're all the all us people that want to talk to the judge there in a group in the courtroom and the clerk comes by and he explains to us like this is just a preliminary thing you just get up in front of the judge and you say guilty or not guilty. You have your day in the court. And you'll have your day in court to right. explain yourself, give evidence, have a lawyer, all that, but that's later. Today just, you know, guilty not guilty. So then this like old man gets up there and the judge asks him, so, you know, how do you plead? How do you plead? And he jumps into, okay, well, I, the thing is, like, that day was a bad day because this and that. And then the judge is like, just, you know, guilty, not guilty, please. And then he, uh, no, but the thing is, like, I had to do these things that morning, so I had to park there or whatever. And the judge, I could see, was getting a little pissed off. And the clerk was, like, going like, th- like this, like, covering what is his this? face. Covering, covering his, his face. face. Like, my God, this guy's messing it up. And then, yeah, so that was Well, let me interrupt you for a Go second. Ahead. I assume he was not the first person out to bat. Like there are a couple of people guilty, not guilty, 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 not guilty, not guilty, right? And then there's a rhythm here. No, the, the man steps up. Whether he's old or not doesn't really matter. And he starts going into an explanation, kind of like what Cheryl was doing. Just dove right into Pretty it. Pretty much. Like he didn't even try right. to address So hold on, hold on, hold on. You have your day in court too. So the judge gave him two or three opportunities to answer it the way he needed to answer it. Yeah. Now, whether or not you believe in the judicial system of the United States of America, that's a whole different issue. Now I'm going to ask you this question. What do you think the feeling was like in that room? Like, how did you feel? How do you think the judge felt? The other people, the other people who were, like, trying to get on with their lives? I think, honestly, I think there was a mixed bag of emotions. I think some people were like me that was like, dude, they told you just guilty, not guilty. Just say that and get out of there. You're kind of wasting my time. You're wasting the judge's time. You didn't follow the instructions they just gave you. Like, you're messing it up here. So what's the feeling, Aaron? That's not a feeling. No, just describe it. Like, I'm angry. Angry. I'm upset. I'm frustrated. Sure the judge tireless. Was the same. Yeah. The judge must have felt the same thing. 
Okay, so none of these are positive emotions. No, negative. Okay, and whenever I hear a long explanation to a very short question, I start to assume guilt. You know, like when I ask, like, has anybody seen my thing? But dad, I was, and they get into the long explanation. I'm like, oh my God, that's the kid who took my thing. A yes or a no is all I wanted. And that's what happens. Okay, go ahead, Cheryl. You have your day now. But what I'm saying in our situation, Chris, well, first of all, are you listening to the conversation here? Or are you still totally stuck on some other conversation? Okay. I might be stuck why don't on you the res- previous conversation. Why don't you respond first to this court thing? I think you're stuck. Is it related to this or is it not? No, no, it's related to the thing that she wants to talk about. <laughs> That's what it's related to. Cheryl, Cheryl, I would just like to say I think your hair looks fantastic today. <laughs> oh, thank you. I think so too, by the way. I put in lots of conditioner this morning. Hey, cats, come on. Heard, heard yourself in here. <laughs> okay. So... All I wanted to comment on was that it depends upon the situation. Like, perhaps in a court of law, you do exactly as the judge asked. If I am in front of a client, maybe you're a, like a salon. I want to impress with my knowledge about the different ways you can wash and condition mm. your hair. So maybe I do launch into something that's a little bit more of an explanation of wash. So you're saying perhaps I don't do that in front of a judge, you know? So okay. that's you, all I wanted to but say. But let me, let me say this. Whether you guys realize this or not, those of you guys who are listening to this podcast, wherever you are, you don't realize this, but you're being judged all the time. And when you're talking about going in and doing a new business meeting, I don't want you to be judged as, and the feeling is frustration, anger, anxiety, and getting restless. Think about that because you had admitted to me, Chris, I don't have any experience selling at all. Okay. I have 21 years of experience selling. Okay. Okay. So I'm telling you, you can do it your way. You could do it Bobby's way, Mary's way, or you can do it my way or any way in between. That's okay. up to you. But if my experience proves to be true in some kind of guiding force here, I'm just letting you know you are hanging yourself. Right, so don't okay. say yes or no to a right? yes or no question. We, you know, and you guys, if you haven't listened to this, it sounds this is like tangentially related to not going past the sale podcast. Listen to that one where we go really deep into not going past the sale. And mm. you might learn who inspired that conversation. Who knows? Okay. <laughs> Anyways, but getting back to this thing is your desire to explain supersedes the other person's interest. It just really is about you. And you had said it very clearly. I want to impress you with my knowledge of hair and shampoo and conditioning techniques. So who is that about? That's about an ego. It's about wanting to impress people. And we're talking about, and we will continue to talk about on this podcast a lot about being present. So many people are busy being somewhere else except for here. They're thinking about the past, like the glory days in high school, how they were like the king and queen of the court or whatever it was, right? Homecoming queen, homecoming king. Or they're thinking about the future. These things are going to happen, the things that they need to do. And they're just not here. And this is proven point. We're in the car. I'm telling you, advising you, free of charge, <laughs> how you can be a more successful person. Okay, Chris, no. No, I did not watch my hair this morning. <laughs> Fine. Fine. <laughs> it was just a random question. The truth comes out. <laughs> I was just trying to pick something, the most banal, simple thing. And you couldn't just say, I'm a stinky, dirty girl. That's all I wanted to know. No, that's not on. what I said. That I is not what I said. Because you didn't say to. anything. No. Okay. All right. So, so here's the key takeaway here, guys. It's been said, brevity is the soul of wit. Okay? Only give people things that they want. 
So if I just want a simple answer, give me a simple answer. If I'm in an interview situation, I would say, tell me more about this piece. Don't say it's done. That's the opposite. What they want there is a, a more complicated explanation. They want to see how you think. Um, but in a yes or no situation, is this task done? Is this task done? Yes, no, yes, no. That's all. Okay. Don't explain because it just makes you feel like you're making up a story. And that's the thing that's going to hurt you. Now, Aaron, I know you have one more story. Let's all practice this right now. Everybody that's listening to this, especially the people in this room, just listen to Aaron's story. Because I'm going to ask you a question about that story. I would love to talk about that story and not some story you want to bring up from like 20, 30 days ago something. All right? I'd just like to say, Cheryl, if you ever would like to talk about the intricacies of your hair washing, I'm always available. Okay. Thank you. You're so kind, John. Okay, now back to the story. Okay. Uh, Border right, crossing right, here. Right, right, No, no, I, I know, I know. Come on. Uh, okay, so me and my buddy, uh, we were going down to Mexico to have some fun over and down the beach. And we were there for a couple days. And then, so now we're on the way back, the return voyage. And we're a little kind of dirty and greasy. We haven't shaved, you know, the car's full of stuff. Did you wash your dirty. hair? Probably <laughs> in the ocean, if that counts. That is not uh, count. It's the yes or no question. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he was tested again. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, John. You know, was that not a brief answer, though? Some, no. Sometimes, Chris. Sometimes, Chris, I think you and I are the only people in the room listening. <laughs> sometimes. No Go on, Aaron. No one's going to glass. We're all failing. Please proceed, Aaron. Go on. Okay. You're crossing over the border. You're a little dirty. We're driving back now, and we hit the American border, Mexico to America. And my buddy's driving. I'm in the passenger side, and I got my hat on and some shades. And he takes his shades off, and he pulls up to the guy, and he's all perked up, and he's all like, "Hey, how's it going? And and how how you doing? And making jokes and giving small weight. talk, small talk, small talk. And then I can see the border crossing guy's face is like already a little bit like, this is different than the usual guy driving through here. Mm. And then the guy asks some simple questions like, what are you guys bringing with you? And my buddy answers, uh, nothing that we didn't come in with. And then I could see his brows kind of furrow together. <laughs> like that's a kind of an odd answer. Yeah. And then he asks him again, so what are you guys doing down there? And my buddy says, oh, we're uh, shooting, a, shooting a calendar shoot for my buddy's bar. He owns a bar down there. We have some camera equipment, uh, some memory cards, lenses, stuff like that. Uh, and then he's laughing. And then this, uh, I just remember this part. Uh, the border guy asked him, you guys aren't shooting any child pornography, are you? And the guy's like, and my buddy's like, <laughs> he laughs. And he's like, I'm pretty sure that's illegal in Mexico, too, and laughs. And then the guy was like, I could see his face like, he had already made the decision that we're going to get the whole car searched. These guys are shady. And I was, because I was just sitting there totally probably making weird faces myself too, right? And then, so yeah, we get sent to the secondary thing. They pull us out of the car. They search the car, all kinds of stuff. And we were doing nothing wrong. And like, I told my friend after we were driving away, I'm like, dude, why did you give those long, weird answers? Like your vibe was so like suspicious and strange. What, what happened there? And he's like, was I weird? I was being chill, man. I was being friendly. And I'm like, Nah, dude, you should have just given simple answers, man. Just one word answers. No, yes, thank you. Okay, I'm gonna like, jump in here. All right, I'm gonna jump in here. Do you do a do you do a Spanish accent or a Mexican accent? Uh, no. no. Okay, it's fine. It would turn out offensive. Okay, let's try to find a good one. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I could do a good one too, but okay. Well, let me let me jump in here. We all know when we're crossing the border what the border patrol people want. They need to know a few things. Are you an illegal person crossing? Are you bringing across anything that is also breaking 
a law. Drugs. Uh, what else? Guns, weapons. I don't know what they're... People. People. You're smuggling other people. That's really... Or you, you didn't commit a crime and you're a fugitive trying to run across the border. And so we know what they want. So sometimes they may not phrase it in a clear way. And that's, I think, done on purpose. Because people who are nervous and weird answer nervous and weird ways. They don't ask you a clear, straightforward question. But in the instance of, you guys weren't shooting child pornography over there. That was his last chance ticket for you guys to get out. I think he really wanted you to let, let you through. But in good conscience, he couldn't because you guys were acting so squirrely. When I say you guys, mostly your friend, right? That's a yes or no kind of thing. Yeah. And it's a kind I of a serious... I think you need to clarify what your, your friend's ethnicity and dealing with... Okay, no, so just for the record, I am a Latino, and my buddy but is you, black. You look white, okay. of, of European descent. Right, I'm a Mexican-European, I guess you could say, and my buddy is 100% black. He has long, curly hair. He hadn't shaved in a few days. His appearance was definitely... But you guys were self-described a little sketchy. Sketchy. You've been right. in the sun, you're sun-baked, you know, salty. And but if we were two white guys, you know, like Ryan Lochte or something... <laughs> It'd be different. It's a bad sure. example, but okay. <laughs> hold on, hold on. This isn't necessarily about whether you two guys were two white dudes. It was the fact that you're being asked questions and you're giving super suspicious answers. And the reason why Cheryl brings this up, and I think you have uh, a point of view on this here, is why didn't Aaron's African-American friend just give straightforward answers? And you, you were saying something. I was saying because, you know, you were you, you had said that there are these different phases. First, they question you, and then they decide if they want to go to the next phase of really um, examining your, the contents of whatever you're carrying through, if they think there's something suspicious. And I'm saying, because your friend was a African-American, he knew by just look that cop looking at him that he's already fell, fell into you are suspicious category. And he'd moved on to the second phase, which is, let me explain the stuff in my, my bag. I mean, it was a given. The step number one, he already knew the answer to. So all he was trying to do was move on to step number two. Kind of lighten the blow. <laughs> yeah, he was just is. like, he was already on to step number two. Wait, 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 I don't understand suspicious. this. He was ready for the strip search, right, on the first yeah, question? Yeah, he was, he, was, he was ready for like the Like, hands out the step. window, I'm ready yeah. to go? Yes! He, he, I think he was being empathetic in a way, right? He's thinking, I know I'm, I'm black, and you probably think I'm shady, but so I'm trying to be even nicer, so maybe you don't think that as much. Yeah, so he doesn't think that, like, let's, like, like I already know you think I'm probably guilty of something. Right. Doesn't yeah, that sound like overcompensating? Not. Doesn't that sound like overcompensating? And it, does, and it, it makes you feel or appear to be guiltier than you are. Yeah. Really. Well, and I, I don't understand. Look, I'm obviously not black myself. And I have had funny run-ins with the law myself, right? But I don't operate every time I run into the law under the same thing that they must assume I'm part of the Asian triad, that I'm a gangbanger or anything like that. This was a simple thing. Like I know Asians that are like this too believe it or not. I think they think they're smarter than they are, that they're wittier, that they're going to outfox everybody. But no, they're really I don't think not. He was trying to well, I'm not saying you're that. I don't know your friend. I'm just saying the people that I know, and I'm not going to mention that person's name, but one of my friends would probably do the same kind of thing. Right? Yeah. And, and act kind of funny because they think they're so smart and slick, like they're so smooth. No. And, and the fact of the matter is when you drove away, and you had said, dude, why did you do that? He goes, no, I was being super smooth. This was super easy and chill. Obviously, he has low self-awareness. He cannot read the situation, I'm telling you. Now, Cheryl's bringing up 
some things that may bring us into latent or kind of um, racism mm-hmm. or implied and all these kinds of things. And I can't pretend to understand what it's like to be an African-American person in America, especially given the climate today, the kind of aggression that's shown towards minorities, especially African-Americans. And to kind of respond like, and I know this because I've seen videos on this before on the internet, is black men have to raise their sons to go above and beyond so they don't get shot in the street for doing nothing. And that's a sad state in America that we live in right now. Now, I don't want to drag that in because it's not a social political show. It's really talking about giving short answers and what it can do, what it can create for somebody in the other position, right? Now, you want to just delve lightly into the racism and the kind of conditioning? Well, I was I was saying it probably wasn't the smartest idea anyway. I mean, it's probably... You mean to go to Mexico? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great time, by the way. <laughs> to, to, to dive into an extended explanation, you are just supposed to say yes or no, but your friend might have just been feeling kind of nervous, and he knew he, he this guy probably thinks I'm guilty, so let me just be friendly about it and try to explain about it. Like... You know, because he doesn't want to get accidentally shot because this guy. You don't thinks, get accidentally shot at the border crossing. Well, you, there's too I don't many know. witnesses. Uh, yeah, Do you? but he doesn't want to seem like he is threatening in any way. You know because, what it's like? Because you know what? Growing up, my dad was like, people will automatically assume because you're an African American, especially a male, they, the 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 situation already is threatening, and they they read all sorts of craziness into what you're doing. Right. So mm-hmm. it's just like you have to be. Exp- especially docile and nice right. so people don't get, you know. Well, you should play along. You should play along. Do not create tension and create drama where there is No, none. yeah, but I'm yeah. saying he was trying right. to make it light and make like, it wasn't working. Fem- it wasn't yeah. He needs a new technique. Yeah. Good intent, poor execution. Yeah, maybe. Right? Good idea. Give me, give me one second. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, John. Hold on. This, what you said triggers something in my mind. Chris Rock would say this on his um, stand-up routine. He's like, you know, black people, we cannot get second place. We always have to get first. You have to knock the guy out because the judge is going to score it wrong. This is what we're taught. You have to work not twice as hard. You have to work 10 times as hard to get your fair share. And I understand that's coming from a, a real place. Now, John, what do you want to say? I was just going to say, in terms of your friend as well, if someone asks you if you were shooting child pornography, your answer should not be, Oh, well, it's probably illegal here, right? It should be, uh, no, we were not shooting child pornography. Emphatically, no. An emphatic, like, definitive, no. No question mark, no rape. What's up, everybody? You are listening to The Future. I'm your host, Chris Doe. On today's episode, we're going to talk about brevity. You know the opposite of being long-winded. As one of my former EPs used to say, ask me what time it is and I'll tell you how to make a watch. Now, before we jump into today's episode, I wanna let you know how you can reach out to me. Hit me up on Twitter. I'm at TheChrisDoe. You guys, I'm feeling like I'm in a pretty good mood today even though I'm getting over this cough of mine. Maybe I have bronchitis, I don't know. If I sound different, that's why. Yesterday, we were having a stand-up meeting and talking about things we need to get done for the future. I don't mean that in a kind of metaphorical sense, really literally like we have to build a website, get email addresses set up and 
I'm coming to Cheryl and I'm like, okay, where are you on your task? And all I wanted to know from her was a yes or no. I did this, I didn't do this. And then Cheryl starts getting into, Cheryl, started getting into this whole, giving me reasons, I've been doing this, I was distracted with that. I see your mouth is wide open right now. What do you want to say? I'm I'm not saying anything, Chris. I I am, I am. (laughs) Yes? No, nothing. Please proceed. I, I have nothing to say at this moment. I will speak extensively in a little bit. Okay, so we're in the car, mm-hmm. just to set the stage, and as we always are, you, me, and Aaron, we're driving out to our favorite watering hole. We eat at Tender Greens, and I had said, you know, I want to help prepare you to go out and sell, and you, you told me, I've never sold anything before, and this is going to be new. So I said to you, I need to prepare you, and I'm going to give you some critical feedback. True. Are you okay with hearing critical feedback, Cheryl? Are you looking for a yes or no answer? You okay? I know you want a yes or no answer, Chris. I am trying so hard. Wait, where's my glass, glass of water? I said Wait, I have look. a prop. Right, can, you, can you hear critical feedback? So, oh, yes, I can. Okay, okay. So that yes, great yes or no <laughs> So, John, today, I, I think you're trying to make up for the last podcast where now you're paying attention because you might be made fun of or ridiculed later on. So the, the thing is, I can only coach you if you want to be coached. And some of that, unfortunately, is I have to give you some constructive, aka critical feedback. I want to know if you can handle it or not. I believe you can. So the first thing I said to you, and I'm saying to you now, is... Mm-hmm. When you're talking to somebody and you're trying to sell to them, first of all, let's assume a couple of things. If you're talking to them, that means they have more money than you. Because if you're talking to somebody who has less money than you, you're wasting your time because they can't afford you. They're actually looking for a job from you. Okay? Okay. So they have more money. They're in a position of authority or power, whatever it is that you want, and you want something from them. And you have to realize that people have this also value their time. True. They don't have a lot of time. So when they ask you a question, they just want a really straightforward answer. Now, Yeah, but you want to give them all the information so they can make the right decision. Mm. No, I'll give you yes. an example. Cheryl, have you ever been convicted of a crime? This is a court <laughs> no. of law, Cheryl, so you better answer honestly. No. Wait, what's your, what's your answer? No? No. Okay, so do you want to give me more information? Well, that was an easy one because I have never been. That was that wasn't one that had a gray area in it. There are lots of questions out there that have a gray area. Do you in want it. this job? Yes. That was a long pause, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, I okay. Okay, so in the car. <coughs> oh, there's that cough. We'll edit that part out. Yeah. No, we'll edit it out. Okay. So in the car, I asked you, Cheryl, did you wash your hair? Okay. That required an explanation because you're not supposed to shampoo your hair every day. You're supposed to put conditioning in it. Wet and condition. And Chris, I'm rolling my eyes. I'm rolling my eyes right now. I know. What what did you think right when he asked you that? What did you think? Good question. I I felt like I need to explain the answer if I tell him yes or no because... First of all, I don't want to seem like I'm lying about it, so I need to make sure that we're on the same page when you say, did you wash your hair? So I felt like a yes or no answer would be mis- deceptive in a way if we weren't considering, quote unquote, wash 
the same thing. John has his hand on his what, mouth. Like, what, what is that about? Would it benefit the audience if, if perhaps we did a, a role play situation of the events that happened so we could understand where Cheryl's coming from? I'd love to hear the question I was asked, and I'd love to hear. No, that was literally it. That was it. That was exactly it, John. Oh, John. Not quite a thrilling <laughs> we, story. We, we, <laughs> hey, watch your tongue. I thought there was a little more. Okay, that's fine. That's okay. Okay, so here's the thing I had just told Cheryl that people in positions of power are asking very direct questions. They want a very direct answer. And you don't and want to be like you're lying. Hold on, hold on. You just cut me off here. Sorry. And you don't want to offer up more information than what is being asked of you. It's not being respectful of the person's time. They're really, you're not that interesting. I just got to say that, okay? And you're there to serve them and to help them. So you're like, yeah, yeah, I got it. So I just turned around immediately after, and, and Aaron, you could testify to whether or not this happened exactly like this. I turned around and said, Cheryl, did you wash your hair? And then Cheryl like paused for what seemed like an eternity and started saying what she just said. And Aaron and I were just laughing. Like, did you just not hear the advice you were given? Right, Aaron? Even you, Sleepy Castle, hashtag, could notice that right away. Like, she wasn't following along. Yeah. I was so... Oh, hold on. Let, let them talk. Let them I talk. just, I felt like what, what was There's happening there, when you asked the question to her, I felt like she and I heard a different question oh i heard like are you like is the reason the car stinks because you didn't wash your hair oh is that or like your hair is ugly right because you didn't wash it subtext is playing a factor here she was answering that question okay so i felt like is that coming from insecurity i think so What, what was that coming from cheryl Okay, that might have been part of it. The real part is I didn't want to seem like I wasn't telling you. You're shaking the table and the mic. No, we're good. We're good. Okay, but I'm just telling you don't do that. Okay. okay. Hands off. I wasn't telling you. Was that what was happening? That might have been part of it. Right. However, the main focus, the crux of the problem, of the reason why I then discarded your advice you gave me two seconds before <laughs> was because there are exceptions to every rule, and I felt like this perhaps was one. Simply because I didn't want to seem like I would be lying to you if we didn't have the same definition of quote unquote washed. Mm. Okay. I just had had a very extensive conversation about washing versus shampooing with my hairdresser a couple of weekends ago. So I wanted to make sure. Hold on. Hold on. Shampoo- yeah. You just had a conversation with your hairdresser a couple of weekends ago, and you want to tie that conversation into something very simple. Now, for the context of our audience, for the context of our audience, I just literally told you, don't do this and do this. It's going to help you in your sales process. And I was thinking, this is the simplest, dumbest test. I'm going to flip it right on you right then and there. But instead of being there, listening, applying what you learned, okay. you went back to a conversation two weeks ago. And I wasn't implying anything else except for to see if you could just answer a yes or no question. Okay, now okay. I'm gonna tell no. you guys something. Hold on, everybody, right. everybody's got the fingers in there. Put your fingers where they belong. <laughs> Hold on one second, okay? Aaron, you guys out there in the field, whether you're interviewing for a job, if you're talking to a prospect, if you're just trying to get a date or whatever, or maybe you meet, uh, well, I don't know. You guys have a situation where you've been asked a question that required a very brief answer and you went on and on about something and it just makes you look bad. It makes you look guilty. It makes you feel, at least for me, I feel like you're not valuing my time and you're just into your own world. And I don't want to work with those kind of people. I'm just saying, 
from an employer's point of view, as a person who's talking to people, it's annoying. I just want to know what I want to know. And if I have a lot more interest, like, oh my God, tell me, oh, your hair must be a little different. For those of you guys that can't see, Cheryl, you're African-American. She has like a short uh, this is crop. A very t- this, I, I, a top, I keep it a natural. It's natural fro. Keep natural fro. Yeah. Mini fro, I think we said. Mini fro. Mini fro. So, you know, okay. As the kids say these days. Yeah. Just in case the, the audience Very, is like scratching their head, like, why is this such a complicated Let's answer? paint us a picture. Okay, yeah. fine. Okay. Okay. So I'm just telling you guys, I'm going to give you advice, but then you have to be here. So Aaron or Cheryl or John, do you have uh, a situation where you've been in where somebody should have just given a brief answer? I actually have a funny story. Uh, it happened. Well, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> I love funny okay, stories. Okay, go ahead. Uh, it happened a couple of, couple of years back. I was on jury duty. <laughs> and, or someplace um, in the court system. Or, or yeah, something to do with courts. Something Who remembers, court, right? Someplace in the court system. Yeah. Um, and then, okay, so I was in the courtroom, and I think I was in trouble, actually. So I was part of the people that had to stand in front of the judge and, and plead guilty or not guilty, so then they could process my case, whatever. So then we're all the all us people that want to talk to the judge there in a group in the courtroom, and the clerk comes by and he explains to us, like, this is just a preliminary thing. You just get up in front of the judge and you say, guilty or not guilty. You'll have your day in the court. And you'll have your day in court to right. explain yourself, give evidence, have a lawyer, all that. But that's later. Today, just, you know, guilty, not guilty. So then this, like, old man gets up there, and the judge asks him, so, you know. How do you plead? How do you plead? And he jumps into, okay, well, I, the thing is, like, that day was a bad day because this and that. And then the judge is like, just, you know, guilty, not guilty, please. And then he, uh, no, but the thing is, like, I had to do these things that morning, so I had to park there or whatever. And the judge, I could see, was getting a little pissed off. And the clerk was, like, going like, th- like this, like, covering what is his this? face. Covering, covering his, his face. face. Like, my God, this guy's messing it up. And then, yeah, so that was Well, let me interrupt you for a Go second. Ahead. I assume he was not the first person out to bat. Like there are a couple of people guilty, not guilty, 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 not guilty, not guilty, right? And then there's a rhythm here. No, the, the man steps up. Whether he's old or not doesn't really matter. And he starts going into an explanation, kind of like what Cheryl was doing. Just dove right into Pretty it. Pretty much. Like he didn't even try right. to address So hold on, hold on, hold on. You have your day in court too. So the judge gave him two or three opportunities to answer it the way he needed to answer it. Yeah. Now, whether or not you believe in the judicial system of the United States of America, that's a whole different issue. Now I'm going to ask you this question. What do you think the feeling was like in that room? Like, how did you feel? How do you think the judge felt? The other people, the other people who were, like, trying to get on with their lives? I think, honestly, I think there was a mixed bag of emotions. I think some people were like me that was like, dude, they told you just guilty, not guilty. Just say that and get out of there. You're kind of wasting my time. You're wasting the judge's time. You didn't follow the instructions they just gave you. Like, you're messing it up here. So what's the feeling, Aaron? That's not a feeling. No, you're just like, describing like, it. I'm angry. Angry. I'm upset. I'm frustrated. Sure the Tireless. The same. Yeah. The judge must have felt the same thing. Okay. So none of these are positive emotions. No. Negative. Okay. And whenever I hear a long explanation to a very short question, I start to assume guilt. You know, like when I ask, like, has anybody seen my thing? But dad, I was, and they get into the long explanation. I'm like, oh my God, that's the kid who took my thing. A yes or a no is all I wanted. And that's what happens. Okay, go ahead, Cheryl. You have your day now. But what I'm saying in our situation, Chris. Well, first of all, are you listening to the conversation here? Are you still stuck on some other conversation? Okay. I might be stuck on the previous conversation. Why don't you respond first to this court thing? (laughs) I think you're stuck. Is it related to this or is it not? No, no, it's related to the thing that she wants to talk about. (laughs) That's what it's related to. Cheryl, 
Cheryl, I would just like to say I think your hair looks fantastic today. <laughs> oh, thank you. I think so too, by the way. I put in lots of conditioner this morning. Mm. Hey, cats, come on. Heard, it, heard yourself in here. <laughs> okay. So all I wanted to comment on was that it depends upon the situation. Like perhaps in a court of law, you do exactly as the judge asked. If I am in front of a client, maybe you're a, like a salon. I want to impress with my knowledge about the different ways you can wash and condition mm. your hair. So maybe I do launch into something that's a little bit more of an explanation of wash. So you're saying perhaps I don't do that in front of a judge, you know? So okay, that's you, all I wanted to but say. But let, let, me, let me say this. Whether you guys realize this or not, those of you guys who are listening to this podcast, wherever you are, you don't realize this, but you're being judged all the time. And when you're talking about going in and doing a new business meeting, I don't want you to be judged as, and the feeling is frustration, anger, anxiety, and getting restless. Think about that because you had admitted to me, Chris, I don't have any experience selling at all. Okay. I have 21 years of experience selling. Okay. okay. So I'm telling you, you can do it your way. You could do it Bobby's way, Mary's way, or you can do it my way or any way in between. That's okay. up to you. But if my experience proves to be true in some kind of guiding force here, I'm just letting you know you are hanging yourself. Right. So don't okay? say yes or no to a right? yes or no question. We, you know, and you guys, if you haven't listened to this, it sounds this is like tangentially related to not going past the sale podcast. Listen to that one where we go really deep into not going past the sale. And mm. you might learn who inspired that conversation. Who knows? <laughs> okay. Anyways, but getting back to this thing is your desire to explain supersedes the other person's interest. It just really is about you. And you had said it very clearly. I want to impress you with my knowledge of hair and shampoo and conditioning techniques. So who is that about? That's about an ego. It's about wanting to impress people. And we're talking about, and we will continue to talk about on this podcast a lot about being present. So many people are busy being somewhere else except for here. They're thinking about the past, like the glory days in high school, how they were like the king and queen of the court or whatever it was, right? Homecoming queen, homecoming king. Or they're thinking about the future. These things are going to happen, the things that they need to do. And they're just not here. And this is proven point. We're in the car. I'm telling you, advising you, free of charge, <laughs> how you can be a more successful person. Okay, Chris, no. No, I did not watch my hair this morning. Fine. Fine. <laughs> it was just a random question. The truth comes out. I was just trying to pick something the most banal, simple thing. And you couldn't just say, I'm a stinky, dirty girl. That's all I wanted to know. No, that's not on. what I said. That I is not what I said. Because you didn't say to. anything. No. Okay. All right. So, so here's the key takeaway here, guys. It's been said, brevity is the soul of wit. Okay? Only give people things that they want. So if I just want a simple answer, give me a simple answer. If I'm in an interview situation, I would say, tell me more about this piece. Don't say it's done. That's the opposite. What they want there is a, a more complicated explanation. They want to see how you think. Um, but in a yes or no situation, is this task done? Is this task done? Yes, no, yes, no. That's all. Okay. Don't explain because it just makes you feel like you're making up a story. And that's the thing that's going to hurt you. Now, Aaron, I know you have one more story. Let's all practice this right now. Everybody that's listening to this, especially the people in this room, 
Just listen to Aaron's story because I'm going to ask you a question about that story. I would love to talk about that story and not some story you want to bring up from like 20, 30 days ago or something. All right. I'd just like to say, Cheryl, if you ever would like to talk about the intricacies of your hair washing, I'm always available. Okay. Thank you. You're so kind, John. Okay. Now back to the story. Okay. Uh, Border right, crossing right, here. Right, right, No, no, I, I know, I know. Come on. Uh, okay, so me and my buddy, uh, we were going down to Mexico to have some fun over and down the beach. And we were there for a couple days. And then, so now we're on the way back, the return voyage. And we're a little kind of dirty and greasy. We haven't shaved, you know, the car's full of stuff. Did you wash your dirty. hair? Mm. Probably in the ocean, if that counts. That is in that uh, count. It's the yes or no question. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he was tested again. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, John. You know, was that not a brief answer, though? Some, no. Sometimes, Chris. Sometimes, Chris, I think you and I are the only people in the room listening. <laughs> sometimes. No Go on, Aaron. No one's going to glass. We're all failing. Please proceed, Aaron. Go on. Okay. You're crossing over the border. You're a little dirty. We're driving back now, and we hit the American border, Mexico to America. And my buddy's driving, I'm in the passenger side, and I got my hat on and some shades, and he takes his shades off, and he pulls up to the guy, and he's all perked up, and he's all like, hey, how's it going, and, and how, how you doing, and making jokes, and giving Small weight. talk. Small talk, small talk. And then I can see the border crossing guy's face is like already a little bit like, this is different than the usual guy driving through here. Mm. And then the guy asks some simple questions, like, what are you guys bringing with you? And my buddy answers, uh, nothing that we didn't come in with. And then I could see his brows kind of furrow together. Like, that's a kind of an odd answer. Yeah. And then he asked him again, so what are you guys doing down there? And my buddy says, oh, we're uh, shooting, a, shooting a calendar shoot for my buddy's bar. He owns a bar down there. We have some camera equipment, uh, some memory cards, lenses, stuff like that. Uh, and then he's laughing. And then this, I just remember this part. Uh, the border guy asked him, you guys aren't shooting any child pornography, are you? And the guy's like, and my buddy's like, <laughs> he laughs. And he's like, I'm pretty sure that's illegal in Mexico, too, and laughs. And then the guy was like, I could see his face. Like, he had already made the decision that we're going to get the whole car searched. These guys are shady. And I was, because I was just sitting there totally probably making weird faces myself, too, right? And then, so, yeah, we get sent to the secondary thing. They pull us out of the car. They search the car, all kinds of stuff. And we were doing nothing wrong. And, like, I told my friend after we were driving away, I'm like, dude, why did you give those long, weird answers? Like, your vibe was so, like, suspicious and strange. What, what happened there? And he's like, was I weird? I was being chill, man. I was being friendly. And I'm like, nah, dude, you should have just given simple answers, man. Just one-word answers. No, yes, thank you. Okay, I'm going to jump in here. All right, I'm going to jump in here. Do you do a do you do a Spanish accent or a Mexican accent? Uh, no? no. Okay, it's fine. It would turn out offensive. Okay, let's, let's, let's <laughs> that sounds like a good one. Uh, <laughs> hold on, hold on. I could do a good one too, but okay. Well, let me let me jump in here. We all know when we're crossing the border what the border patrol people want. They need to know a few things. Are you an illegal person crossing? Are you bringing across anything that is also breaking a law? Drugs. Uh, what else? Guns, weapons. I don't know what they're... People. People. You're smuggling other people. That's really... Or you, you didn't commit a crime and you're a fugitive trying to run across the border. And so we know what they want. So sometimes they may not phrase it in a clear way. And that's, I think, done on purpose. Because people who are nervous and weird answer nervous and weird ways. They don't ask you a clear, straightforward question. 
But in the instance of you guys weren't shooting child pornography over there, that was his last chance ticket for you guys to get out. I think he really wanted you to let, let you through. But in good conscience, he couldn't because you guys were acting so squirrely. When I say you guys, mostly your friend, right? That's a yes or no kind of thing. Yeah. And it's a kind I of a serious... I think you need to clarify what your, your friend's ethnicity and dealing with... Okay, no, so just for the record, I am a Latino and my buddy but is you, black. You look white. Okay. Of, of European descent. Right, I'm a Mexican-European, I guess you could say, and my buddy is 100% black. He has long, curly hair. He hadn't shaved in a few days. His appearance was definitely... But you guys were self-described a little sketchy. Sketchy. You've been right. in the sun, you're sun-baked, you know, salty. And but if we were two white guys, you know, like Ryan Lochte or something, <laughs> it'd be different. It's a bad sure. example, but okay. <laughs> hold on, hold on. This isn't necessarily about whether you two guys were two white dudes. It was the fact that you're being asked questions and you're giving super suspicious answers. And the reason why Cheryl brings this up, and I think you have uh, a point of view on this here, is why didn't Aaron's African-American friend just give straightforward answers? And you, you were saying something. I was saying because, you know, you, were, you, you had said that there are these different phases. First, they question you, and then they decide if they want to go to the next phase of really um, examining your, the contents of whatever you're carrying through, if they think there's something suspicious. And I'm saying because... Your friend was a African American. He knew by just look that cop looking at him that he's already fell fell into you are suspicious category, and he'd moved on to the second phase, which is let me explain the stuff in my in my bag. I mean, it was a given. The step number one, he already knew the answer to. So all he was trying to do was move on to step number two. <laughs> Kind of lighten the blow. Yeah, he was just is. like, he was already on to step number two. Wait, 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 wait. I don't understand suspicious. this. He was ready for the strip search, right, on the first yeah, question? Yeah, he was, he, was, he was ready for like the Like, hands out step. the window, I'm ready yeah. to go? Yes! He, he, I think he was being empathetic in a way, right? He's thinking, I know I'm, I'm black and you probably think I'm shady, but so I'm trying to be even nicer, so maybe you don't think that as much. Yeah, so he doesn't think that, like, let's, this like, I already know you think I'm probably guilty of something. Right. Doesn't yeah. that sound but like overcompensating? Doesn't that sound like overcompensating? And, it and it, it makes you feel or appear to be guiltier than you are. Yeah. Really. Well, and I, I don't understand. Look, I'm obviously not black myself. And I have had funny run-ins with the law myself. Right? But I don't operate every time I run into the law under the same thing that they must assume I'm part of the Asian triad. That I'm a gangbanger or anything like that. This was a simple thing. Like I know Asians that are like this too believe it or not. I think they think they're smarter than they are, that they're wittier, that they're going to outfox everybody. No, but they're really I don't think not. He was trying to outfox well, I'm not saying you're that I don't know your friend. I'm just saying the people that I know and I'm not going to mention that person's name, but one of my friends would probably do the same kind of thing. Right? Yeah. And and act kind of funny cuz they think they're so smart and slick, like they're so smooth. No. And and the fact of the matter is when you drove away and you had said, dude, why did you do that? He goes, no, I was being super smooth. This was super easy and chill. Obviously, he has low self-awareness. He cannot read the situation, I'm telling you. Now, Cheryl's bringing up some things that may bring us into latent or kind of um, racism mm -hmm. or implied and all these kinds of things. And I can't pretend to understand what it's like to be an African-American person in America, especially given the climate today, the kind of aggression that's shown towards minorities, especially African-Americans. And to kind of respond like, and I know this because I've seen videos on this before on the internet, is black men have to raise their sons 
to go above and beyond so they don't get shot in the street for doing nothing. And that's a sad state in America that we live in right now. Now, I don't want to drag that in because it's not a social political show. It's really talking about giving short answers and what it can do, what it can create for somebody in the other position, right? Now, you want to just delve lightly into the racism and the kind of conditioning? Well, I was I was saying it probably wasn't the smartest idea anyway. I mean, it's probably... You mean to go to Mexico? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great time, by the way. <laughs> To, to dive into an extended explanation, you are just supposed to say yes or no, but your friend might have just been feeling kind of nervous and he knew he, he, this guy probably thinks I'm guilty, so let me just be friendly about it and try to explain about it. Like, you know, because he doesn't want to get accidentally shot because this guy You don't thinks, get accidentally shot at the border crossing. Well, you, There's too I don't many know. witnesses. Uh, yeah, Do but he doesn't want to seem like he is threatening in any way. You know what because, it's like? Because you know what? Growing up, my dad was like, people will automatically assume because you're an Afro- African-American, especially a male, they, the, the, the situation already is threatening. And they, they read all sorts of craziness into what you're doing. Right. So mm-hmm. it's just like you have to be ex- especially docile and nice right. so people don't get, you know. Well, you should play along. You should play along. Do not create tension and create drama where there is no. None. Yeah, but I'm yeah. saying he was trying right. to make it light and make like it wasn't it working. Fem- wasn't yeah. He needs a new technique. Yeah, good intent, poor execution. Yeah. Maybe right. Good idea. Give me, give me one second. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, John. Hold on. This what you said triggers something in my mind. Chris Rock would say this on his um, stand-up routine. He's like, you know, black people, we cannot get second place. We always have to get first. You have to knock the guy out because the judge is going to score it wrong. This is what we're taught. You have to work not twice as hard. You have to work 10 times as hard to get your fair share. And I understand that's coming from a a real place. Now, John, what do you want to say? I was just going to say, in terms of your friend as well, if someone asks you if you were shooting child pornography, your answer should not be, oh, well, it's probably illegal here, right? (laughs) It should be, uh, no, we were not shooting child pornography. Emphatically, no. An emphatic, like, definitive no. No question mark, no raising the voice, no cracking the voice. It's not an opening for a funny joke. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that child pornography is never a punchline. It's not like you're on the stand-up comedy hour where you're like, child pornography, right, guys? Are you with me? What's the deal with child (laughs) pornography? Exactly. Okay. Is that your sign film? That, that's yeah, the yeah, it's kind of yeah. a little bit. I thought, it's okay. <coughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. I, just so you understand, you guys, when you're working with people, don't think about you. Don't think about trying to impress them. Just give people what they want. In some cases, they want a long explanation. They want a big story. And in some instances, they just want a really brief answer because they have to go through a mental checklist and if you go on your own path and your own tangent, I start to imagine, hmm, I wonder what it's going to be like to work with Cheryl or Jimmy or Bobby. And that's not a person I think I want to work with because they're going to suck up all my time. You're doing yourself a disservice. In the same way that your friend Bobby or whatever his name is, he was trying to like comply and be like loose and easygoing, he was making it difficult for the agent to do his job, so they got full cavity body search or whatever. And in a case like when you're out there trying to sell, Cheryl, and somebody asks you a question, be very clear with the answer and make it as short as possible, okay? 
because they're going to imagine what's it going to be like month two, three, four, nine with you, John. Yeah, and and I think it should be important. Like when when someone asks for a yes or no answer, I think we're playing just a little loosely with that because keep it as short as possible with the most amount of information. Like keep it keep it meaty, but no fat on that steak. <laughs> what you know, the heck you know, did you just say? No, Aaron gets it. No, no, no. Of course he gets it because you two are thick of seeds. No. Yes no that was answer. like some kind of Trump answer. <laughs> you need to keep it yes, and if you're gonna if you're gonna add on to it, make sure the information is relevant and important. Very tight. Very tight. Very tight. Okay. You know what Let's. I mean? Think about this. Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> I'm going to browbeat both of you right now. What does that mean? Hold on. <laughs> You're going to beat my brow? I'm going to browbeat both of you right face? now. Yeah. So listen like to a... me. Listen to me, guys. Listen up. Lean into the radio here. Leaning in. Okay. Do you want to take advice from the gentleman to my left and the gentleman to my right about how to answer this question? Or do you want to take advice from a guy who's hired dozens, if not 100 people in my life? Really, I interview students, candidates, staff, freelancers all the time. I'm telling you what it's like to be on this side. You can choose to be right. You can choose to be popular. You can choose uh, to be comfortable. But if you want the job, you want to get the job done, I'm telling you right now. Those kind of answers, these two guys are like high-fiving virtually each other right now. (laughs) Who knows what else they're doing? is you can do it their way and that's okay and if it's working for you more power to you godspeed just do it i wish someone would have told me that you could choose to be popular in high school <laughs> that you would tried. have been, that would have been really Didn't nice you try? i tried a little bit okay. didn't work out too maybe because well. you weren't listening and busy <laughs> telling people what it is they didn't want to hear you're right right so somebody might have come up to you uh crossing the hallway and say john what's up well, let me tell you about Spider-Man. And, you know. Excuse me. That's not exactly what my voice was like. Thank you very much. You mean you had more of a marble in your mouth? than? Uh, the look, the ladies were not super interested in me, but that's totally fine. All right. Let's get back on track. All right. So we're talking about brevity. Go ahead. You want to say I wanna, something? Because when you did your, th- there were like three levels to your thing, and you were going to end it with be comfortable. But then you kind of like uh, 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 mm. be comfortable. Could you just say it again? I yeah, was wait, I was waiting for the rule of thirds on that one. There was three. You could be liked. You could be what was the uh, I forgot. Popular, now. I believe it, the second popular, one. Popular, and you could be comfortable, or you could just get the job done. You can get the job done, and I vote for getting the job done because being right, comfortable, liked, popular—all those things don't really matter. I want to close the deal. I want to get the job. I want to get the promotion. I want to get the date. I want to get the last ticket in Willy Wonka. That's all I really want, right? So when somebody says to you, do you want a million bucks? I feel like some of you guys would sit there and say, well, what are the strings attached? Exactly. Right. And I'll take the money and I'll give it to somebody else. Okay? That's just the bottom line. Is there a differing point of view? I don't know. That's my thought on it. Did we put this issue to bed, ladies and gentlemen? What else do you guys want to say? Yes! No, <laughs> you don't have to coach him to say yes. This was not a test, really. Honestly, did we put the question to bed? Because step one is for you to be present and to not drag out a conversation because you're wasting your potential client's time. I gave my one more answer. I want my A now. Yes. That was great. That was great, Cheryl. The way, the, the way you said yes and then immediately stopped talking, amazing. <laughs> I know. Amazing. I got it. Got this. Now, Aaron, you seem to be deep in thought right now. Yeah, I was just thinking, 
How'd you know? To, how'd you know that? How do I know what? That I was thinking about something. It's obvious, dude. It's in your <laughs> face. We could see it on your face. <laughs> okay, God. it was great. You're, you're not as smooth as you think you are. Definitely. And not. you're. I think your thoughts betray your face and your body. So you have to mind your thoughts. <laughs> I like to think it's just you know I'm just a genuine straightforward dude. But anyways, like <laughs> uh, the thing I wanted to say was well, you invited me one time to go to a planning session with the people from Tango. Yes. Is that okay to say? Yeah, you can say that. You and just they were it. they were like these very large, tall, powerful guys, and a lot of them had really big personalities. But and the CEO guy was the same way. He had like a really big booming voice. They were all pretty scary guys. But then the main CEO guy, when anyone was explaining something, if he agreed, he'd just say yes and just he would never break eye contact. He would just say yes and the person would keep speaking and then he'd say yes and then he would just say, like, I agree with you. He didn't add anything to it. It's just, you get what I'm saying? We can move on. And that's where I learned, where like, just say one-word answers to make, you know, yes or no, move to the next thing. And then I just thought that was something to add there. Did that make sense or no? It, it did make sense, but let me kind of add some nuance to that. Please. When you look into a room and the person who's fidgeting about and who's saying a lot of things and creating a lot of commotion... I want you to picture that person in your mind right now. And then you see a person who's sitting rather still, looking in a pensive way, and from time to time either gestures or utters a word or two. And you say, like, who's important in this room? Who's more powerful in this room? And who do you say? Yeah, that guy that doesn't talk much and just... You see what I'm saying? And and if you take it back to medieval times and, and like, the whatever that is, uh, the king's palace... The jester is the one who's goofing around. The king just sits there and he observes and he watches. And that works to your advantage. That's the thing of power. So I think there's a channel on this whole thing of the art of charisma. And it just like, you don't have to sit there and say so much. Because the more you say, the more you just hang yourself. Yeah. Don't feel compelled to fill the air with nonsense. If you don't have something important to contribute, don't say anything. That's why he said yes and he didn't say more. He he's not trying to prove anything to no. anybody. He just said, yes, I agree. Or no, I do not. He sounds fun at parties. <laughs> Why? That was sarcasm. He does not sound <laughs> fun at parties. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny you say that, isn't it? The jesters, he's the definition of fun at parties. Mm. But if he makes one bad joke, it's off with his head. <laughs> or so. off with his... <laughs> Exactly. At a party, you don't want someone just says yes or no. And I think you're trying to be social when you say something more than yes or no. You're not just you're trying to waste people's time. You're just trying to get to know people. Well, right. Totally different context, right? Correct. Totally different. Look, Wait. this podcast is not called the Dinner Party Download. That's a oh, different channel. But on a what podcast. if it was, guys? Right? And then you can tune into that podcast and they teach you social etiquette. And this is not about social etiquette. I'm just talking about. This is about business etiquette. Selling. Business. Business. Okay. Yeah, right? What is this relationship? Uh, what is what about? You're asking that 27 together, minutes in, tied into what we always are our pillars, real quick. Oh, okay. The, the the topics of the show tend to focus on one of four things. We talk about business, branding, design, and user experience, and the where these things cross over. And those are our pillars. So we're not sitting here talking about how to mend relationships or how to take care of animals or train disobedient children. Whatever it is, this is not that show. So let's not blur those lines together and say these are rules you apply everywhere in your life. But generally speaking, I want to leave it on this final thought. 
I've just been recently exposed to um, a very um, kind of top-ranked business coach. His name, name is Jay Abram. And I think Jay was telling this story, and if I get this wrong again, internet correct me, is that he was going to go and speak at a seminar, right? He checks into his hotel room, and he can't sleep. So it's like late at night, and he goes downstairs into the hotel lobby, and he sees a guy sitting there. So he does what he does. So he walks up to the guy, and aside from telling him his name, his title, and what he's doing next day speaking, he just asks that guy a lot of questions. At the end of the night when he's going to go back up, the guy he was talking to turns to the business coach and he says, you know, you're one of the most interesting people I've met in the last five years. And so Jay walks up, goes up the escalator or elevator, and he was thinking to himself, boy, I just asked him a few questions and I really didn't say much. And yet he had this thing. And first he was kind of thinking about like, why is that? Well, he came to this conclusion. You know, if you want to be an interesting person, you have to be interested in people. Nobody likes a blabbermouth. Talking about you know himself or whatever it is, just you know that expression "full of hot air." All you're doing is just like diarrhea of the mouth on blah 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 blah. So, if you look at the quality of the content that's being created or the ideas that you're sharing, you're just filling up dead space. That's all you're doing. So I'm asking you guys, you guys in front of me right now and the people who are listening to this try to see if you can catch yourself are you contributing to the conversation in a meaningful way when prompted to or are you just kind of just going off and giving long-winded explanations that nobody's interested in and you'll know this at parties when people try to make excuses go to the bathroom and get a drink you're really not that interesting because you're only interested in speaking that's it well thanks for tuning in you guys as always i'm chris i'm john roth i'm cheryl and I'm Aaron. Peace out. Peace. Thanks for tuning in and listening to us and spending a part of your day with me. Really appreciate it. And I want to talk a little bit about how we're able to do this. So the future is made possible by some of our lovely sponsors and partners, one of which is Pond5.com. If you guys need to get some stock footage, After Effects presets, Pond5 is the place to go. And the future is also made possible by Matthew Encina, Greg Gunn, Scott Rothstein, Nicole Wasserman, and the entire Blind staff, which I would not be able to do fun stuff like this and spend the day with you without their support because they run the business for me. The man behind the scene, the man with the plan, Aaron Zakelli. He's responsible for recording this, engineering it, doing the sound design, the editing. He pretty much makes this podcast possible. You can find him online as well. And of course, I have to thank Adam Sanborn, the person who composed and wrote the piece of music that you're listening to. You can find him at adamsanborn.com. 